Hey, it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios' premier wrestling podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Above the Ring. Night one, WrestleMania 37, in the books. Scott and I are fresh off of this pay-per-view. Scott, we have we have quite a bit to talk about here from night. I got to pull up the pull up the chart, take a look, see how we did for the night. Oh man, we were pretty we were pretty much on the whole time. Let's see. You actually won tonight with the championship, the women's championship at the end. The one that screwed us over was that tag team turmoil match. Yes. That was it. Everything else we <laughs> everything else we got correct except the the main event. So I want to I want to want to start off by saying the way they started off the night after the pre-show, well, they're all standing out there, Vince McMahon included. <sighs> and I think I texted you this. I go, this felt like the post 9-11 show of SmackDown. Mm. Like it was the, it, it, there was something about it that just was heartwarming. Yeah. Seeing the crowd, like, like I texted you, I'm like, dude, the crowd's making me want to cry right now. <coughs> yep. <coughs> of course not. I'm joking. Yep. <coughs> it's emotional, Scott. I get it. I know. Oh, my God. I know. As soon as Drew made his entrance, when he stopped at the top of the ramp, and you just heard the crowd starting to cheer, I, I had walked into my kitchen to grab something to drink, and as soon as I heard the crowd, it stopped me dead in my tracks, and I just turned back and looked at the television, and I became emotional. And I'm just like, I haven't heard a pop of a crowd in over a year. And it's like <coughs> seeing a long-lost friend that you haven't seen in so long. It's just, it was, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> It was such a great feeling. Oh my god! It was, but also don't forget we started. We started the night um 
pretty strong. We started the night. First and foremost, the first ever WrestleMania rain delay. (laughs) I know. Like, what the hell? Uh... So the crazy thing about that, uh, you weren't there yet. Or actually, you'd left. So when I went down for 33, you and I met up. You left to go home because you were there only for like till Sunday anyways. Yeah, for work purposes, yeah. It was supposed to start downpouring at 3 p.m. on the dot. <laughs> and I'm like, I think we we're all talking about rain delay. And it did not happen. But this time, this was insane. I was just like, I, it, it's, it's very minor. But I never thought Vince McMahon would have been stopped by rain. <laughs> right? God getting his revenge from all those years ago. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it was that was kind of crazy. But they did a great job with it. You know, they they went to the back, they had interviews with a whole bunch of different wrestlers. You notice they got all the good talkers to talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh they did it. Hey, it was what, 30, 40 minute delay, I believe. And they did a good job. We almost had a brawl between Lashley and Drew. So hey, it, yeah, it was a, a very unconventional start to WrestleMania, and uh, image of the night, of course, was Samoa Joe and Michael Cole and those ponchos. <laughs> so well, let's, let, let's let's go let's go off the bat and let's talk about that first match. Well, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. For the WWE Championship. Let me tell you. If this match was 15, 20, 25 years ago. This would have been the main event. With. Well first and foremost. It would have been the WWE Championship. So off the bat would have been the main event. Right. But. Like this had. Two monsters of men. Yes. Like and I can't. I'm not going to compare it in a sense, but I will. I will, I will use this almost as a template. Um, I always go back to the infamous, you know, um, Hogan Warrior from WrestleMania Six. Yep. How they were, you know, just big monsters. They didn't have to do a lot. Um, and the crowd was invested. The crowd. Granted, they were way more technical than they were 30 years ago. Right. But. These two men, Drew looked great. There were several times I thought Drew may have won the match. Yeah. Um, the 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 arm bar in the middle of the ring. I'm like, oh, I, there goes my pick. I'm starting zero and one. MVP did almost never got involved till the end. When till the end, you can start telling he was getting a little desperate. Um, but it it worked out for Lashley. And uh, the the good part about this whole thing is Drew never tapped out. He passed out. So technical submission. So Drew uh, Drew may have another case for another match. So, and I'd be completely okay with that. <laughs> no, this was a. I th- I think I even told you. I go. I need another bout. Yeah. So following that, we had the Tag Team Turmoil match, our first loss of the night in the weekend. Um, and you had mentioned us on the podcast, the Go Home Show, about Natalia and Tamina. 
I just had a feeling they'd do some work in this match. I didn't pick them to win, obviously, but um, I'm not surprised that they won. Um, of course, we had the unfortunate mishap at the beginning when poor Mandy Rose took a tumble, slipped on some water because of the rain. And, uh, of course, the internet exploded with memes and videos and everything. And I'm just glad she's okay. I mean, honestly, like, that's I, – I've, I've slipped on water before. It's, it's no laughing matter. Um, Especially so, you fall flat on your ass like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, she could have cracked the pelvis. She could have she hurt herself pretty bad. But, you know, she, res- she res- responded. She was fine. She got up. She still wrestled. Um, there were also some um, minor wardrobe issues with Dana during that match as well. I'm sure most of you noticed watching on Peacock. There were a few spots where it went black for a few seconds. Well, that's because somebody's um, <laughs> somebody's twins decided to come out. <laughs> so oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, I noticed the uh, the black screen. I was like, "What happened?" I'm like, the video cut out, and then it would come back, and you'd see like the back of wrestlers, and I'm like, "Uh oh, oh, somebody." Some something something happened, so naturally I went to the internet because that's just you find everything on the internet. Sure enough, yep. I'm like, oh shit, that sucks. They're gonna get yelled at. <laughs> They're gonna get screamed at at the back after this happened. But it is what it is. It's live television. This is the shit that happens. So. But congratulations to Natalia and Tamina. They will go on to take on Nia Jax and Shanna Baszler tomorrow night or Sunday, which is today, even though we're recording this. Night one into night two. <laughs> yeah, we are. No, yeah, it was um it was good. I mean, there were some mishaps aside from that, you know, yeah. some sloppy moments, but nothing, nothing. I think that dragged this match down. Um, yeah, there was something, y- y- you know what, with the way an Italian Tamina won it, I now am definitely second guessing my uh, choice for tonight against Naya and Shayna, but I could still be right. Who knows? Um, but I do have doubts. Because it sounds like they really, really, really want to give them this, like, this shot. Yeah. So following that, we had an awesome, incredible, and semi, like, after watching the promo, an emotional bout Mm. between Cesaro and uh, Seth (laughs) Rollins. New music for Seth tonight, too, which I'm a little sad about, but it's okay. Um, I love Cesaro so much. I can't even express to you. And the pure emotion that he displayed after he won is a rarity for him because he's, you know, he's a Swiss cyborg. He doesn't have emotions. This man had emotions after this, after this victory. 
Like he he fed off this crowd so much, and uh, I was I was so happy with this match. They both deserved it. Seth made him look like a million dollars because that's Seth Rollins, and that's what he does. And Cesaro looked amazing as well. And it's just this was a feel good moment for for me for Cesaro. So. No, it was it was definitely especially when I didn't realize he's been with the company for ten years and he's never done a singles match. <clears throat> right. Yep. That hit. Yeah. <laughs> um following that, and I, I you and I actually were pretty active texting this time. Usually we're not. Usually we're like just very invested. Yeah. But I texted you uh, the beginning of the AJ Styles Omos taking on the New Day match. When Biggie came out with the microphone and he started the intro. Yeah. And it wasn't just because they reunited, but it was one of those things, you know. You, you are now hearing that in front of a crowd. Again. I know. Ugh, and it brought it all so, back. Oh, I know. my spine. So good. You know, that whole pow- you know, power of positivity thing, which always sounds ridiculous, you know, you know but, you know, the, the characters they are. Yeah. It, it just... You felt it in that moment. Yep. Um. This was this was this was an interesting match. Um. And actually, this wasn't the only match that had us. Two matches tonight had very similar, um, strategies. Uh, the opening of this match, they isolated AJ Styles. They wanted AJ Styles to start the match, and they isolated him for a good chunk of that match. Mm-hmm. And this was the shortest match in the night, the only match under 10 minutes. I know, which is surprising because it seemed like it went a little longer than that. I thought it was at least like 12 to 15, but no. Coming in at a crisp 9 minutes and 45 seconds. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, it was kind of cool. You know, AJ looked good, but I, you know, I think he was trying to sell the fact that, oh, yeah, um, I can't get to my tag team partner because right. I don't it- want him in there. Yeah, and and, a- and AJ's been in enough tag teams throughout his career, especially when he was with TNA, that he knows how to sell. And it was, I love how Xavier and Kofi kind of played the heels here, even though technically they're obviously not a heel team. And Xavier just yelling at AJ about, you're not a tag team wrestler. We, this is effectively cutting off the ring. And it was just like, just, shouting all this tag team nonsense at AJ and it just made me laugh and I knew I knew as soon as almost got in the ring I'm like this match will be over within two minutes and sure enough it was rightfully so (laughs) oh man you know once he got in the ring and I'm like yo this guy it's over it is over my dude it's over so following that we had um that steel cage match, Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. So this is what I will say. This is what I will say. The match was good. Mm. But due to the fact of what we discussed on the pre on the go home show, because it just looked like a, a match with a nowhere result. Yep. It, it took away from the match. Yep. So it was good. It was cool that Braun Strowman ripped the cage out to pull Shane back in, and he yeah. threw him off the fucking cage. <laughs> um, that was highly entertaining for 
me. You know, the, the, the fact that fucking, you know, um, was it Stryker and um, Elias were helping Shane, and he just fucking hits the cage, and they go flying. It was it was a fun seal cage match. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. but like the, the promo on it definitely just kind of oh okay. So this is this is this almost feels like a threat. This almost felt like this could have been a pre-show match. Yeah, it like like I had, like I had mentioned like the whole premise of this whole match was just stupid. Was just just truly stupid, and I, I'm glad that you kind of agree with me on that. Well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know what they do after that? I don't know. You know, maybe they just need to get Shane to jump off of something. Uh, I think that's pretty much how it works with Shane at this point in his life. So I'm excited to see what happens when we go to Mania next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Also, I need a, I have a complaint. I have one complaint. Complaint? I fucking hate, loathe, despise, ag- aggravates me. That steel cage matches, and I don't know when the hell this changed. I always thought that the door was locked, but the fact that when somebody goes to walk to a door, <clears throat> the ref just fucking opens it. Like, yeah, yeah, you can go. What? For steel cages, I think that's always been that way. Cause you could always, yeah, you could always escape from the door. I th- I don't know. I think it's dumb. I think it's, 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 I don't know. I've always loved the idea when you're in a steel cage, you got to climb out or you got to fucking pry that door open. I don't know. That's a me thing. That's no, my I, I get it. I mean, it's kind of the cheap way to escape. Um, it, it certainly adds for some, some, uh, malarkey, you know, well, yes, but I mean, it can add for some extra suspense. So, but I understand that fact. Like, I, I'm kind of in that same boat. I like to see people try to escape the cage. You know, <clears throat> for me, like, I don't think there should be pinfalls in a steel cage match, but that's just me. Like, when Braun threw Shane off the ring, uh, off the uh, the cage, he should have just climbed down. But instead, he gets in the ring again and delivers his running power slam. He should have just escaped the cage, but whatever. Nope, I I agree with that, you know. Um a little less of a grape on that one, but yeah, I think it would be just kind of like a ladder match. Like, you know, you can't pin somebody to win a, a you know, a ladder match to get a title. Right. You have to get the title. You can't oh no, I either climb it or I pin. <clears throat> right. Yeah, no, I get that. Hundred percent. Following that, low key. You weren't entertained by this match. You, 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 you fucking mental. Um, <laughs> Bad Bunny and Damian Priest taking on and defeating The Miz and John Morrison. Bad Bunny was every true wrestling fan tonight. The man had a spectacular entrance. He... Looked damn near like a natural. There was mm-hmm. only one thing that he kind of messed up on, but I kind of blame the Miz for that. When the Miz threw him into the ropes and he kind of tripped and landed awkwardly and, and kind of bashed himself between the two ropes. I got Enzo flashbacks from a while, from a few years ago when Enzo got himself knocked out uh, doing the similar thing. But other than that, <clears throat> 
Dude, Bad Bunny showed up, showed out, fucking destroying people. <laughs> the fucking bunny destroyer on Jomo on the outside. Miz's reaction to it. And the, <laughs> the crossbody from the top rope for the win. It's just, ah. You know, I, I actually applauded after that match was over. Like, I was just like, this is outstanding. I would honestly say that behind Pat McAfee and Ronda Rousey, Bad Bunny is the best actual celebrity wrestler or per, uh, you know, celebrity to turn into a wrestler for a WrestleMania match. I'll say it, hands down. Best celebrity. No, I liked I liked him. It was fun. I gave give him a lot of props. I, I agree with everything you said. Give him a lot of props. He looked great. He had the personality. He was all of us as a kid. He looked like a natural him and Pat McAfee. Like like I don't know if I don't know what's happened, what's changed, but those two people fuck, we'll even go Ronda Rousey. Granted, she's a fighter. Right. But like the fact that they've gone from like a UFC fighter to look amazing at Mania to having a football kicker look amazing in a match at takeover. Yep. Yep. To a fucking hip hop artist to look yep. like a natural, and yep. that was the thing. They pulled the same thing that they did with the other tag match. They isolated one member, and but and, and it was Bad Bunny, not yes. Damian Priest. That is for me what put this over the top is that he was the one who sold the ass kicking the whole match, and I and I loved that. I was so happy about that. And it's just. Oh man! The, the it, other, the other thing I really liked too is Damian Priest, and I told you this: Damian Priest transitioned over to the main roster. Well, it looks like. Yes. Yeah. He lo- looks like he belongs in the company. Agreed. Agreed. Um, funny thing that I noticed after this match had ended, people were immediately comparing him to Pat McAfee and how well he did and everything else. Well, Pat noticed. And Pat put up a video of him taking a tequila sunrise from Adam Cole and kicking out. And I'm like, oh, oh, sir, are you are you doing what I think you're doing? Pat McAfee. So naturally, my brain got to thinking, SummerSlam, Bad Bunny versus Pat McAfee. <laughs> Oh man! Here, right? Oh my god! I yeah. So fantasy booking, there it is. <laughs> I would take that, right? I would take that. So finally, the main event. Oh, what Bianca a main Belair event it was! Taking on Sasha Banks. <sighs> Let me tell you, I you know I've had my I've had my complaints with certain women on the women's roster. Um, some of them they just don't seem natural. Some of them they don't. They just after a while they bore me. They just kind of like the same character over and over again. Um, Sasha Warner was one of those for a bit, and no, this was really good. Uh, she looked great. Bianca, Bianca looks like a natural. She looks great, rightfully so because she is now the SmackDown Women's Champion. I honestly did not expect them to pull the trigger this quickly. But I think Vince is finally listening to trips, and with MSK winning at Takeover, 
And that makes sense. Not that Bianca didn't deserve it because she busted her ass. But I can understand now why they kind of pulled the trigger on Bianca. So, my question is, who's going to face Bianca? Will Sasha get her rematch? Will, you know, somebody else come up? I don't know. It's going to be fantastic to see. Um, And, oh, dear Lord, the ending of this match. (laughs) Um, So, throughout the match, Bianca, obviously, you know, with her hair, Sasha tried to use it as often as possible to get in the way. Try to help Sasha get an upper hand on something, like tying it up on the ropes or using it to, you know, pull Bianca in so she could hit her. You know, using it for her submissions. It's just like, I knew eventually somebody would be smart enough to use it as a weapon, and obviously Sasha was the one to do that. But boy, did that backfire on her real quick. The end of the match... Bianca used to do this back in NXT. She hadn't done it in a long time. Well, Sasha pissed her off to the point where she took her hair and she whipped Sasha so loud. The pop from just the pop from her hitting her with her hair was louder than Walter's chops on NXT TakeOver. And not only that, it cut Sasha's stomach. (laughs) And then they went from reversals from the KOD to the backstabber, back to the KOD to some type of suplex attempt back to KOD for the win. I was just like, what's going on? Like, I I had to put my phone down because my hands were going all insane. I was like, what is going on right now? (laughs) Who's going to get the final thing? Bianca drops that KOD, gets the one, two, three, and then the emotions start. And her family's on, <laughs> her family is at uh, ringside. And her father got so excited as he was jumping up in the air. One of his legs cleared the thing, and he almost fell into the <laughs> into the ringside area. Security's like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" It was just, oh man, I'm excited to see celebrations for these people and. The, the backstage videos, I'm sure that'll be circulating the internet. We'll probably all watch that tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this this WrestleMania night one. Uh, it was spectacular to have the crowd again. And I look forward to, to Sundays because Sunday's matches, it's, it's going to be good. It is going to be good. We still have another, and as long as there's no rain delay, I think this might be done before 11. Well, the forecast is calling for thunderstorms. Oh, you fucking assholes. So so we might be in for another late evening tomorrow. Because I'm like, like, I'm like looking at the way the match is going, like, wow. I go, I go, so Sunday might be an early day. And now you tell me, motherfuckers. because they actually timed this pretty – this was not a long – if when you take the rain delay out, it really wasn't long. I feel like they probably would have given more time to some of these matches if that's the case. But obviously, they didn't want to go into, you know, past midnight like they have in other times. So. Uh, yeah, like the last several. Um, <laughs> True. 
Night One was pretty awesome. I thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I did too. Um, Definitely I think, looking forward to Night Two's. Um, maybe going back down the road, we might look at this differently. But I think part of the fact that the crowd was back definitely gave it just made that much more exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'll look back on it differently. I think this is pretty much for me personally. I think it's this is etched in stone because it's the first pay per view or even WWE event that has had crowd since. Early last March. So it's been over a year. So it's emotional for a lot of people, for the crowd. You heard Vince even getting emotional when he made his speech at the beginning of the show. The wrestlers clearly were just as excited to be back with the crowd as the crowd was to have the wrestlers be back. It's just, yeah, it, oh, man. And it was also for a lot of people, myself included, like the, that first step of actual norm, normalcy since all this bullshit started. So I just, I just hope it's the beginning, and I hope that at some point WWE is able to allow actual fans to attend Raw and SmackDown. I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, but hopefully, if things go well with both nights of Mania, maybe that'll happen. We will see. But this was incredible. This was awesome. I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Night two, guys. We still have another seven matches to go. And I will will throw this out there again. I'm going to throw it out there. Edge and Adam Cole in the future. Just saying. Mm. Thinking about it. Keep it in your heads. You heard it here first. Guys, hope you guys enjoyed. Let us know what you think. Um, please, you know, if you don't already do so, please follow us on Twitter, Media underscore Bedlam, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Bedlam Media. You can find us, you know, myself, this will be official, and Scott at Scotty J Stream. We're on all streaming platforms. Don't forget to like and review. I'd go through the normal spiel, but you know, because you're going to be hearing from us again tomorrow. Guys, one more night of WrestleMania. We have. The Raw after WrestleMania. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe as always. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.